Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. We are wrapping up our Go and Tell mini-series that focuses on how our own personal stories can impact those around us and what kind of example our faith journey can be. Who are we as individuals and where have we been that makes us who we are? Who are we as a people of God and how has God stretched us, prepared us, and made us into who we are as a church? What happens when we listen to God and what happens when we share the seeds of the good news on fertile soil? In this message of the week from July 18th, Pastor Abigail Ozan shares from the book of Mark chapter 4 as well as a bit of the history of the faithful at Watertown First United Methodist Church. Here is the First Church Message of the Week. Our scripture passage this morning is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. The parable of the sower, which can be found in two of the other Gospels as well. Again, Jesus began to teach beside the sea. Such a very large crowd gathered around him that he got in a boat on the sea and sat there while the whole crowd was beside the sea on the land. He began to teach them many things in parables, and in his teaching he said to them, Listen, a sower went out to sow. As he sowed, Some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on the rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and it sprang up quickly, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, and since it had no root, it withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no grain. Other seed fell into good soil and brought forth grain, growing up and increasing and yielding thirty and sixty and a hundredfold. And he said, Let anyone with ears to hear listen. Jesus taught by telling stories, especially parables, to teach his disciples and other followers how to live. And we, too, can learn from stories about faith. We continue to tell these parables time after time and to learn from Jesus about what it means to be a faithful follower. In the parable of the sower, the seeds are the word, God's message to God's people exemplified in the teachings of Jesus. And people respond differently to the word. In the St. John's Bible, which is an illustrated, um, completely um, hand-created and illustrated Bible that was created at St. John's um, in Minnesota, It has beautiful pictures, and the picture that illustrates this uh, story is what you see up there, is a sower, and you may, if you come in my office, you might find that the same picture is in there, but this is the farmer, 
He's wearing jeans. And he is sowing seeds that are the word. And you can see the little hills where the different kinds of seeds land. And so some of, some of them land on um, the path, and some on rocky ground, and some among thorns, and some land on good soil. And they yield different amounts. Jesus goes on in Mark chapter 4, and I didn't read this part, but he goes on to explain how this, these different examples are like different people. Some people respond differently to the word. Some turn away and don't listen. Some listen and follow for a time, but then if anything gets difficult, uh, they turn away and their faith falls away. And some have the message choked out by other voices or ideas or beliefs, and they're not able to even begin to grow um, the seeds of God's word. So the sower can be understood as Jesus, the one who at that moment, he's telling this parable, he's speaking to the disciples right then. And in sharing this story, he is sowing seeds, sharing God's message. And hopefully, they are listening, as Jesus has asked them to do. But we can also understand that we too can be sowers of the word when we go and share God's word, God's message, with others. And so a sower could be a preacher or a teacher or a leader or any who share about their faith, even you, especially you. We are called to listen to what God is saying to us. We are invited to receive God's word. Now, I know I get pretty excited about Bible and scripture, and I like to share it because, not just because it's an interesting document, which it is, um, it's actually a whole library of books written over at least a thousand years in multiple different cultures, in multiple different languages, and there's by different authors, and there's so much that we can learn from it. It's a fascinating thing to study. But I also love the scriptures because of the message that they have for us. Not just what it meant when it was written however many thousand years ago, but the stories in the Bible have messages that mean something to us today as well. And hopefully, we can hear God's message, especially the message of God's love, and that we can grow in our faith, that we can be also fertile ground for strong faith and that our strong faith has good fruit. 
Some of you might know that's also a reference to uh, Paul in some of his letters in the New Testament when he talks about our faith having good fruit and the things that we do having good fruit being good examples of what it means to be a faithful disciple. And so we know about how seeds work. Okay, if we are, if Jesus shares the word and we are like the seeds that land on good ground and they produce more seeds, we have more of God's message within us that we can then go and share we are invited to go and pass on God's word, to share our faith stories. One of the things that I think is encouraging about this story is that the sower, the person spreading seed, is not responsible for the ground that it lands on. We throw out the seeds of God's word And God does the rest. And part of the miracle is no matter what kind of ground it lands on, seed does get through. Maybe not all of it, not all the time, but it does get through and land and bear fruit. Jesus continues in the same chapter in Mark to tell the disciples more about how they are to live their lives, that they're not to hide their lamp under a bushel, but let it shine. And I think that this too is an example of going out and sharing our faith and our own stories and our own journey, because who we are can be, a, um, can be beacons and light for other people. Think about how you may have been inspired in your faith by somebody else's story. Something that you heard that was said that really made you either believe or have a better understanding of God or a better realization of God's love and presence in your life. Going and telling is an important part of our role as followers of Jesus Christ. Yes, we're to study God's word. We're to hear the scriptures. I'm even a fan of knowing and memorizing scriptures. Now, I like poetry, and I think there's some connection between liking poetry and memorizing things and liking to recite things. But it's not just the actual scriptures that we need to share. While that might be important, and while there are some amazing and beautiful passages that we continue to share with others. It's God's love that we're going out to share. That is the word of God. God's love for all of us, God's forgiveness for all who ask for it. And so, as we go out and tell, our message is the stories of our own lives. And hopefully, you're living your life in such a way that that can be God's word. Now, not everything you do is probably a faith story to go out and share. But when we live a life of faith following Jesus, 
When we see and recognize God's presence and action, we do have stories to share. God's word is in your lives. So what are our stories? At annual conference, I actually went to the Minnesota annual conference, but it was very handy. It was the same speaker as the Dakotas one. So I heard the same message about um, from Reverend Rachel Billups about telling our stories and remembering that that doesn't have to be your whole story, and it doesn't have to be something that happened way back when on June 2nd, 1972, when you accepted Jesus into your heart. That might be a great story there. I just made up that date. I wasn't even alive then, in case you were wondering. (laughs) But it is also about the things that God is doing in our lives right now. It's also sometimes the stories that we have to share are what we witness about God doing in the world the sightings that we have of God. One of the stories I shared, an example I shared last week in my message, was actually not something that I was directly present for. It was a story that a group of people, what they experienced, and they came back and shared at camp after they'd been out doing their mission work. They shared at camp Uh, that night when we were talking about God sightings, about their experiences. And it so moved me that I remember it all these years later. Because that was something like 20 years ago. But I still remember this story that somebody else told and seeing God's presence there. Sometimes our stories are huge Sometimes they are so obviously miracles. Sometimes they're a lot littler, just smaller moments or simple things that tell of God's goodness and God's love. For example, some stories about, of faith are about finding hope in the midst of difficult times. Some people have healing stories of all different kinds, and healing does not always look the same. Sometimes it looks like a cure. Sometimes it looks like things going better than expected. Sometimes it's the healing of a relationship or the healing of a broken spirit. I would guess that many of you have stories of healing that you have experienced or seen. Other stories of faith are about experiencing love of neighbor. How amazing it is when somebody is stuck by the side of a road and somebody else comes along and helps them. That happened to me on one of my uh, mission trips as a kid. We were going um, back from Kentucky back to Minnesota, and we were in a 15-passenger van, and the tread came off the tire of the van. Thankfully, the driver was able to get the 
van safely pulled over to the side of the road, and then we were trying to figure out what to do when a man pulled up behind us and got out and said, I can help you. I was just with a youth group that had the same kind of thing with their van, and I know how to get out the spare tire, um, which happened to be underneath like the carpet in the trunk, sort of back part of the 15-passenger van, which if you can imagine on a mission trip was piled full of stuff. <laughs> so we had to dig for it. What an amazing thing that this man showed up to help. How many stories do you have of neighbors helping one another? Not always neighbors that knew each other. Sometimes our story is about experiencing God's presence in our lives. About perhaps it's even an amazing service or a time when you're on a retreat or a camp. Perhaps it's a time that you were out in the wilderness or going for a walk along a lake and you experience God's presence in your life. We also have stories of awakening, of faith, times when, not just when we come to believe or somebody near us comes to believe, but also sometimes our faith comes alive in a new way or it's been sleeping. <laughs> we maybe haven't been quite so active. It maybe hasn't been so much a part of our lives and something happens and it's like our faith is awake again inside us or we gain new understanding of God. Sometimes our stories are about a life that is transformed. These are amazing stories, stories about people who perhaps were down on their luck and something came along and helped them, stories of people who were making all the wrong choices and were able to get their lives turned around. There are lots of examples of transformation. Sometimes our stories are about being the hands and feet of Jesus and serving others, being able to be that person in the right spot at the right moment to help out somebody else, and how amazing that can feel and be, and how we can experience what it is to share God's love. Sometimes it's about finding a way through when it seems like there is no way forward. When it seems like all you can do is hit dead ends and God makes a way in spite of all of that. This church has some special stories. These are part of our story as a church. I was doing a little research into the history of this church. I like to do that when I go to a new place. And I was just fascinated when I was first touring the church and reading about the three different buildings, about how within a very short time frame, they had to build another church because the, fir the first or second church, actually, that they had built was too small. Now, if you look at these pictures, there's a little church up in the corner. It's a more simple prairie kind of church. And you can imagine why in a growing community, 
like Watertown, that became too small for the faithful worshipers. But if you look at the second uh, church, which is sort of right below it, that's not exactly a small church. It had a good amount of space in it. It had beautiful windows and some big towers, an impressive sanctuary. And yet, in just a few years, it was too small. In 1888, when the second church was being built, there were 204 members of this church. And they were able to burn the mortgage by 1902, so that's 14 years later, even though there were some hard times in the intervening years. But the building committee for the third and larger church, they began talking about it in, I believe, 1912, when a new pastor came. And in 1913, they put together their official building committee to have this new church to keep pace with the expanding population. They just built a church in 1888, and now they needed one in 1913. What is that, 25 years later, 24 years later? That's not very long. What amazing things were happening that this church was growing like that. Another story that I learned when I was reading the histories, and I sort of had heard about this, but I did not know how big and long of a history this church has, as a legacy of lifting up leaders for the church. There are many people that have come out of this congregation to go into ministry. Four different staff members left staff at various times in the history of the church to go off and go to seminary and become pastors. At least nine members of the church have gone on to become pastors. That's a lot. Some churches can hardly say they have one or two. That's one of the faith stories that this church has to share. Another story I heard not long after I'd come here was about the mission projects that this church does that are often then taken on by the community. This church leads the way in mission, in things that need to happen in helping care for our neighbors. Things like the school supply giveaway, the food backpack program, food giveaways of various kinds, laundry of love. These are all ministries that started here but then were taken on by the community and have gone on to be supported in other ways. What an incredible thing for this church to do, not once, but four times, to start ministries that the community then took on. That's an amazing legacy of reaching out and seeing needs and caring for God's people. I also learned that 
prior to the pandemic, there was already discussion again of what do we do? We don't have enough space on Wednesday nights. A space problem, by the way, is a great problem for a church to have. That's the kind of problem you like to try and solve. And then there are stories of individuals in this church. Stories about God giving strength when things are hard. About a man feeling God's presence during the music in worship. A young child who asked to be baptized. Another child who writes a prayer for a baby being baptized. These four things I listed are all things that have happened since I came here. Examples of God's faith, uh, God's love alive in this congregation. And you will get to see in our next, I believe it's in like our next newsletter or whatever, whatever that's called, <laughs> um, that little prayer that a child wrote for a baby that was being baptized one day. What amazing, amazing things God is doing in this congregation. What incredible stories that we have to share. So here's the harder part. <laughs> this is where it comes down to each one of us, is that we do go and share our faith. And how do we do that? Sometimes that seems pretty daunting. And you may have, at another time in your life, been told a formula for how to witness to other people. And I'm not saying that that formula is wrong, but I'm saying that there's some other ways to do it, too. You know, the whole Nike um, tagline, just do it. That's part of it. Just tell it. Just talk about your faith. Talk about your faith with your family or with people that you're in a small group with here or with your relatives or friends. Or perhaps you want to offer a witness during worship. We would love to have you come to us and say, I want to share about my faith in worship. Offer to lead a small group or meeting devotion time. Devotion times in a small group are a great place to share a story of faith. Because I think it's a less intimidating thing. You don't have this huge group necessarily in front of you. You might just have a few other people. And it's a lot less formal setting, but it's a good opportunity to say, here's something about my faith journey that hopefully will connect with you. Tell somebody who needs encouragement about something encouraging that has happened in your life. Share the joy and hope that you have in Christ. I believe that that is one of the greatest gifts that the church has to offer the world today, is the hope and joy that we have in Jesus Christ. Because isn't there a lot of people in this world that need hope right now? Don't we need to share hope with each other, too? So I'm going to offer you an opportunity to share. There's, I've listed a few different ways that you can share, but I'm going to give you another option. So this is an opportunity to share your story with our community here. 
I invite you to pick a prompt. There's a list um, I've put together with Lucas's help, a sheet to help you do this. There's a whole list of prompts down here of questions to help you start thinking about your faith story that you might want to share, like, why are you a Christian? Or how does being a Christian make a difference in your life? Describe a time you felt close to God. And there's a bunch more. So you could pick one of those and then think about what you want to say and write about it. Maybe you want to write it in a paragraph form, or you just want to make a few notes or make an outline, but it helps to think it through a little bit. Sometimes you discover that your story is going a little different direction than you thought at first, or you can figure out how to cut it down so that you're just centering in on one part. And then practice telling your story on your own or with a family member or friend Make any changes to your manuscript or your notes. And then contact Lucas to set a time to record you sharing your story. And the idea is to come up with something that's two minutes or less. So it's not like a big, long sermon. It's just a little piece, a little glimpse of how God is present in your life or what your faith means to you what it means to be a follower of Jesus. What's God doing in your life right now? So these are on the back welcome bench, or whatever, counter, I guess, is what you would call it. And you can pick them up. There's a little space for writing on the back with sort of an outline of how to put it together. So if you like to just follow stuff step by step, it's all there. And if you are one of those people who can just think about it, jot down a few things and say, hey, I'm ready to share, great. That works too. But we want to invite you in the next few weeks, um, I believe by August 4th, we would like to have these done. And then we will be putting them together to share to the congregation during worship this fall as part of our beginning of the Um, kick off to our school year series. And if this sounds kind of intimidating or maybe like more than you're used to doing, you could try this and then just try sharing your story with another person or with a small group. See how that feels. And then maybe you want to consider recording it or not. We all have different ways that we are able to be God's hands and feet and voice in the world. And so I encourage you to think about how is God calling you to share your stories of faith? There's some time in a moment while we have our more reflective song, and that might be a great time to think about that. God sends each of us into the world as storytellers of the hope we find in God and the good things God is doing in our lives. What is God doing in your life? Let anyone with ears to hear listen to the word of God and let all the hearers go and tell what they have witnessed. Let us pray.
creative and loving God, you sent your word to us in the form of the scriptures, in the life of Jesus, in the many ways you continue to connect with us. Open our eyes to see and our ears to hear your presence and word. Help us to respond in faith and go forth to share the good news with others, telling our stories of seeing and experiencing you. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information on our church calendar, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.